Hi guys, if I don't know you, my name's Evan. If I know you and you've forgotten me, my name's Evan. You know, as the season changes, you know, season going into fall and then just season of life with school starting, all those things, uh, we decided to do things a little bit differently with our teaching uh, here with Rimrock Downtown. You know, over the past couple of years, we've taken on uh, bigger chunks, bitten off bigger chunks and just taken on longer amounts of time in order to explore them. Um, but decided to kind of come more in line with our ADD-ridden culture and do smaller chunks. So we're going to just do like four to six week sections of study. And we're going to go topic, Bible, topic, Bible, kind of back and forth. You know, we're going to start with community. That'll be a topic over the next four weeks. And then we're going to jump into either a passage of the Bible, a book, or a story, and just dig deeply. Um, And so hopefully you'll get something across along the way that connects with you. Um, And if it doesn't, just leave for a little while and come back and see what we got you. Like I said, we're doing community. I just kind of was put on my heart that we need to spend a little time exploring what community is all about, the benefits of it, and how we approach it. You know, before we kind of get into what I want to tell you, let me uh, ask you a question. How often do you see yourself as self-sufficient? I'm talking you personally, analyzing your own thoughts. How often do you feel like you are self-sufficient? Able to do what you need to do alone. It's a big part of our American culture. Pull yourself up by your own bootstraps. Make something of yourself. Day in, day out, it's up to us to do what we want to do. With this philosophy, we miss out on a crucial part of God's design, though. Community. You know, defined community is a feeling of fellowship with others as a result of sharing common attitudes, interests, and goals. A feeling of fellowship with others. You know, it doesn't matter if it's two or two hundred when a group of individuals come together and they are united by commonalities, things and interests, they are a community. And we have these multiple styles of community throughout your life. And what I wanted to start off tonight is looking at the biblical evidence that this is a part of God's design. You know, I believe the Bible is the living word of God given to us by our creator to show us truth. And so that's where I want to start. I want to see what it says about it. You know, and what's interesting, we're going to be looking at the New Testament church next week. So I'm going to focus on the Old Testament. But the Bible is not very explicit about community. It's not very black and white at all. It doesn't come right out and say community is good, God says. Right? It'd be nice if it did. And so it required me to take a little time and thought. And so what I'm going to show you is a little bit more abstract. Um, Feel free to question it. Um, But just look at the verses and see what you think. So the first one um, comes off of Genesis 1.27. I'm sure it's a verse that you guys have heard. So God created humankind in his image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. So this is who we are, created in God's image. And I think it's pretty safe to say that God did not physically create us in the way that he is physically, right? Because God is spirit, we are not. And so I think it more has to do with the qualities of who we are. Think about the fruits of the spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, right? That's how God created us to operate. But in terms of community, we got to go real deep. 
we got to think about God as the Trinity. Now, this is a bit mind-blowing, quite confusing, but God is three and one. I'm going to spend 30 seconds looking at one of the deepest issues of the entire Bible. But he is three and one, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. They each operate and express themselves in somewhat different ways. And they are also unchanging. They are all sovereign, full of mercy. They are just. They are loving. They have the same characteristics. They are God. They do not change. However, they are three separate beings. That one makes your mind tingle a little bit, right? God doesn't have to operate this way, right? God is perfect. Why would he have to do that if he doesn't need to? But he chooses to. And I think this shows the idea that community is part of God's design. God himself operates out of community. Does that make sense? This is like a mind bender. And again, I'm only spending 30 seconds on it. But the Trinity shows that God operates out of community. You know, another piece that kind of shows God in community is the idea of him creating humanity. God is perfect. In and of himself, he needs nothing else. So why did he bring humanity into the equation? To relate to us, to experience life with us for community. It seems like God's desire is to interact and connect and we are created in his image Therefore, that is a deeper part of who we are to interact and connect with people. That kind of makes sense a little bit. All right, so another one, a little bit more concrete. Look at Genesis 2, 18. Then the Lord said, he's talking to Adam, it is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper as his partner. And helper, you know, is also defined as someone of equal parts. So it's not just somebody lower status that needs to come along to help him out, but it's somebody that's just like him, somebody that he can relate to, somebody that he can connect with. So this shows that we are, not, we are created not to function alone. We are created to be with other people. You know, let's go a little bit bigger picture. So the first covenant that God makes, the first promise after the garden is to Abraham, uh, Genesis 12, 1 through 3. Now the Lord said to Abram, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. I will make of you, one person, a great nation. I will bless you. I'll make your name great so that you will be a blessing. So this is a promise to Abram himself. He's calling Abram to leave what he knows so that way he can be greatly rewarded. Abraham, single, right? He's an individual. But then we see this expands to an entire nation. In Deuteronomy 4.20, this is during Moses' time, with the Israelites. If you wouldn't mind putting that up. Deuteronomy 4.20. But the Lord has taken you and brought you out of the iron smelter out of Egypt to become a people of his very own possession as you are now. You know, God could have simply stayed focused on the individual, but instead he calls together an entire community to function as his people. You know, it seems like God wants to create a community out of the individuals that he has called. He always starts with the person, right? If you are a believer here, you have your own story of the way that God interacted and engaged with you one-on-one to personally change your life, to show you how much your creator loves you specifically. But from there, he then calls the person into a community, a collection of individuals that have been brought together to function out of unity. They are each unique, but have been brought into a collective identity, one in which they are sharing common attitudes, 
interest and goals, right? Definition of community. So as that foundation that hopefully is fact shows community is important. Why? Why have we been created to live in community? Why does God call us to belong to something bigger than just our own life? Well, let's explore it. Quite simply, it's the power of community. The power of community. And I just kind of want to look at two different things that it brings to an individual's life. First one, it encourages us to strive to push ourselves to more fully embrace the shared attitudes, interests, and goals of that group. You know, whatever the community shares in common, the individuals involved encourage, push, nag, and inspire each other to do far more. And man, there are so many different types of communities. A lot of them are based off of interest, right? Whether you're interested in football, the Chiefs, the Broncos, right? The Vikings, My wife and Brittany went and did some weaving a couple nights ago, and I'm sure they really inspired one another to weave something incredible, right? Or maybe you're into mountain biking, guitar, whatever. There's communities built on so many different types of interests. This right here is a community based on our beliefs, the fact that we are interested in the God of the Bible. There's also communities that are established around change. Think about AA, It's a community of individuals that come together to change their own lives or going down to the mission to serve, to be a part of the change that can occur or adoption, right? There's communities that come about for so many different reasons. You know, shared circumstance is another way that communities have come together. You know, a month or a year and a half ago, I got a traumatic brain injury and I found out like three, four months ago that uh, Leanna, a girl that goes to church here, her mom got a traumatic brain injury like five years ago. And so we're meeting up this week due to that shared experience that we've had. You know, a lot of us in here have been going through the trauma of raising little kids. We have a community that we can bond together, right, to help overcome the tragedy. No, I'm just kidding. So many different types of communities. But the thing is, when we come together with a single pursuit, we bring important things to the table. Knowledge and wisdom. When people of a similar interest come together, you learn from one another. You gain insight and you can then better live your life, pursue whatever you are pursuing. The resources that are involved with helping one another, whether it's financially, physically, right? We all bring important things to the table. Emotional support is another one of those to just come alongside and encourage, excuse me, and encourage. So community, the power of community is about encouragement, but it's also about support when suffering happens. We live in a broken world. I'm sure a lot of you have experienced it, right? It's just a matter of time before brokenness enters our life. And when we have a community, then we can use those other people for resources, to help support us during whatever we're going through. And also that idea of shared experiences, of coming alongside and emotionally supporting one another. You know, that um, the traumatic brain injury occurred due to a climbing accident I had. And I was in the hospital for a month. My whole life was just strewn across 
you know, the, that time frame. Um, and this community right here, a majority of you came alongside and supported myself, more my family, in major ways, right? You guys came up to our property, we own cabins, and you completely got the cabins and the property ready for that upcoming season. The way that you guys would reach out to my wife and my parents and just support us, the way that you prayed for us, all these things allowed us to have such a better experience to fully move through that suffering due to the power of the support of a community. You know, in terms of an analogy, just to kind of help us picture this more, a community is like a wall or a building. Each individual is a brick in that wall. As an individual, we are small and fairly insignificant. But collectively, when we stand in unison, we are far more. As a community, we have the ability to accomplish more and the strength to withstand more than we ever could alone. So, what I want to focus on more, how do we create community? How do we build a community that we are already in and allow it to strengthen and continue to grow? You know, the foundation of this is love. Love is a crucial element to community. I want to look at four of those that are specific. First one is time. And we're going to look at Bible verses. Hebrews 10, 24 through 25. The author writing to a group of Christians uh, that were most likely in Rome said this, and let us consider how to spur one another to love and good deeds, not, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as, a day, as you see the day approaching not neglecting to meet together. You know, time is one of the most valuable resources we have. How you spend your time dictates your priorities, dictates what you deem is as important. If you desire for the benefit that comes from spending time with like-minded people, then you must be willing to spend time with them. Though times through time spent together, genuine relationships are formed. And I'm not talking Facebook chats or liking something here or there, right? That is not genuine time, in my opinion. Regardless of how similar you may be to someone else or how close your passions or desires for life line up, if you don't spend moments together, you will not be able to truly encourage and support one another. And this can be done in countless ways. Think about the small group, the cliche small group of, of church, volunteering, going and doing something good with somebody else, having fun, going to the lake, camping, right? Frisbee golf, whatever you're into, dinner with your families, bringing people together, watching other people's kids. There's just so many ways that you can create time for these moments to occur. Now, I know this is easy to say, but so difficult to do. Life is busy full of so many things that all require time and the amount of time we have is limited. There are only so many hours every day. However, a community is an essential part of living life well and sharing experiences with other people is a major way to develop that community. So if you want those benefits, you must be willing to make sacrifices at times in order to engage with people that you want to spend time with. So the second one, encouragement. Back to the same verses. Let us consider how to spur one another to love and good deeds, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another. 
You know, we already looked at how encouragement is an essential benefit of a community. But in order for this to occur, we must encourage one another, right? That's kind of a simple concept, but yet it's so true. Encouragement comes in different forms. You know, I was just interested, I love words. I was just interested at the different uh, synonyms for encouragement. Inspire, motivate, fortify, support. You know, one of our roles within a community is to encourage, to inspire, to motivate, to fortify, and support others. We are called to come alongside others and pour out our words and energy for their sake not your sake, for their sake. The power of one's words cannot be overestimated. You know, I found three different uh, quotes. First one, Mother Teresa, kind words can be short and easy to speak, but their echoes are truly endless. Another one by a guy named Hazma Yusuf, don't ever diminish the power of words. Words move hearts and hearts move limbs. Then one by uh, a, rab- a rabbi named Ab- Abraham Hezekiel. Speech has power. Words do not fade. They start out as a sound and end in deeds. You know, if words have such power, think about how your actions affect others. When you come alongside and perform some sort of generous action for someone within your community. You know, for a community to truly function, it requires the individuals involved to act out of a mindset of serving one another, to live out of the understanding that without our active involvement in encouraging, inspiring, fortifying, supporting those around us, then a community is not truly beneficial. So I'm hoping you're locking into at least one of these. So time, encouragement, humility. If you want a community to truly grow and continue to be strong, you must be humble. There's so many verses that I had to choose from. Philippians 2, 3, and 4. And this one's just beautiful. I really encourage you to grab this one and meditate on it. Do nothing from selfish, selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility regard others as better than yourselves. Let each of you look not to your own interest, but to the interest of others. You know, just kind of a, a challenging but beautiful definition of humility. Regard others as better than yourselves. You know, community does not exist solely for us, but rather for the good of others. That one's really important to think about. When we operate out of this understanding, others' lives will be enriched. A humble spirit gives us the ability to truly listen to others, hear God's direction on how to best love them, and the willingness to serve them instead of serving ourselves. Without humility, we become self-focused and our community takes the brunt of it. No, no longer, excuse me, we no longer strive for unity and care for one another. Instead, we look at how we can best fulfill our own needs, which leads to a selfish life. Pride will destroy a community as fast as anything else. But a humble mind will continue to breathe life into a group of people. Another verse, Ephesians 4. 
This is Paul talking to the church in Ephesus. Lead a life worthy of your calling into which you have been called with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love. You know, for a community to truly benefit, we must be willing at times to humbly bear one another. You know, think about some other words that come alongside with humility. Forgiveness. Patience. Empathy, if that doesn't come, then sympathy. Looking at the way other people have to live their lives and what they have to deal with. We got time. We got encouragement. Humility. And the last one is gratitude. You know, what's interesting with any community, there's this like honeymoon phase. This period of time, days, weeks, months, where everything is just fresh and new, new people, new pursuit, and it's just so good. But what always happens to that honeymoon phase? It ends. And if you want to continue to keep a community and keep it strong, you must be willing to focus on your gratefulness, your gratitude for the people in that community. It's so easy to become overwhelmed by our views, our our nitpicking of a person's flaw in that community. And it just like becomes like that grain of sand in your shoe that just wears you down. But here's the truth of things. In the way that you see other people's flaws, you have them too. Your strengths are there, but guess what? Other people have strengths as well. So instead of honing in on the flaws that we see within our community, what we need to do is be grateful for the strengths that they bring to our group of people. Community is so beneficial and it can bring so many good things into our lives, but if we stop being grateful for that, then our pride takes over and the community and its benefits are taken away from us. You know, just kind of in summation, a little thought in case you zoned out for the last 25 minutes. We were created for community. It's part of God's design for who we are. This is what I see. Next week, we're going to look at kind of the first century church and see how beautiful community was then. It's all throughout the Bible, the sense of community. It's how we are created. It's who our God is. And there's so many good things that can come to you from that community. However, if you want the benefits of a community, if you want a community to truly be good, then you must be willing to pour into that community. You must be willing to commit your time, your words and actions of encouragement. You must be willing to approach it with humility and be grateful for what God's given you. As these guys come up, let's go ahead and take a moment and just pray. God, thank you for designing us uh, based on who you are. Thank you for showing us that you are all about community Thank you for the ways that you continually interact with our lives and encourage us to 
just seek you out and seek others. Uh, I ask that you would just put something into our minds right now as we sing this last song, that you would just give us some words to kind of focus in on. I ask that you, Spirit, who are within so many of us, would just pour out your goodness upon our communities, that you would use our communities to encourage one another and, and change this town. Without you, God, we are nothing. Uh, without the people that you put around us, we are far less. Show us your truth. Amen.